headline of the card was just Dustin Poitier. He fought Anthony Pettis. Mm -hmm. And Anthony and Dustin might not have been blood brothers before the fight. I'm sure they wasn't. But after the amount of blood that they leaked on each other, they are now some sort of family. <laughs> they are some sort of family. But the highlight of the night, Nat, and I want you to look him up, even though I'm going to have pictures attached to the presentation of this podcast. Junior Albani fought Andre Avalosky. Mm -hmm. The fight was not was to be talked about. Junior Alabanti is a six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound dude who's built like a three year old. Imagine a three year old oh, and you stretch their body out to six three, two forty. So he's got the big fat legs, the big baby titties, the big jiggly belly. But he entered the ring in a pair of shorts that 100% look like a diaper. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> like he wore a diaper. Now, I, I, got, I got something to say about this, man. The UFC really doesn't have, other than the fact that women, women can wear like a bikini, uh, uh, like bra tops, sports yeah. tops, or T-shirts. But everybody wears some form of, like, biking shorts. Yep. Junior Albante shorts should be banned. He should be forced. Everybody should be forced to wear some form of, like, basketball shorts. Basketball shorts now are long. They give you a chance to kick with your legs. Yeah, they're universal. Yes. That should be one. Two, women should be banned from wearing any neon color. They should be banned from wearing white. I think all women should be forced to be either navy blue or black. You want to sit there and watch the fight, you don't want poon on display. And once they get wet and you got that going, it's a whole different thing, especially if they're like, say, neon yellow or neon <laughs> green. <laughs> and, and then on top, I want all the men, I want... All Larry Blackman from Cameo cock pieces banned from the UFC instantly. No more. I've had enough of that. But the Junior Albante gray diaper was the most awesome sight. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't take my <laughs> eyes off the guy. I didn't give a fuck about the fight. I cared. I, I, I was caught up in the fact that I was watching a grown three-year-old, the world's biggest three-year-old. Well, they say his nickname is Baby, right? Well, oh, shit, bro. Did that make, you know what? My wife keeps thinking that he has some kind of infantile fetish because she couldn't believe. She was sitting there going, what the hell are we watching? <laughs> I was like, this is insane. Well, man, I seen your girl this weekend on Saturday Night Live, oh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. And I'm going to say that it was a pretty good show. I am very disappointed at the very end of the show what Tiffany told me and what she told the viewing audience. I didn't see the end. Which, well, her last words was that she was the very first black female stand-up comedian to ever host SNL. Oh, yeah, that's what, they have, that's what they've been looking That's what they've been posting her ass. 
And you know what? I I didn't know that. And here's what broke my heart. This is 43 years, right? Mm -hmm. 566 hosts. And at no time could a black female stand-up comedian host that show. I find that disgusting. Yeah, well, remember, they had a problem a couple of years ago. They didn't even, well, I'm not going to say they didn't want to, but it was a big controversy because they wanted to hire black comedians, women comedians. True. But they, they, needed one for, uh, they needed one for uh, uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah, and they um, they used to do the, the View, a segment on The View, but they would have two men dressed up as Whoopi and there was another black lady on the show, but I can't remember her name. Hmm. They would just have two see, other black guys dressed as women. I'm, I was in shock that Whoopi never. I, I was like, do you mean to tell me Whoopi never hosts SNL? Yeah, Whoopi, uh, uh, Wanda Sykes. See, I can see Monique. Maybe Monique not, might not have been big enough, you know, and some more and people like that. But the, Wanda Sykes and Whoopi Goldberg, I'm saying, come on, you got to be joking me. Yeah. So and I so what I did was you know when I see people like Tiffany Haddish and I really don't know who they are I did research on her and I really wish that I didn't do research on Tiffany. Tiffany has had a hard life, man. Uh, a horrible life. I, I don't know if you read the story about her father trying to kill her mother, and they yeah, all caught something like that. And then being raped by the cops. I mean, so this lady who I went from rooting against. I have nothing but love for her. I have to root for her. Yeah. Even though Tiffany Haddish reminds me of a chick who farts out loud. <laughs> she reminds me of the chick who just blasts off like a dude and doesn't give a fuck and doesn't even say sorry. <laughs> like she she waves it with her hand. Now, I think she's I think she's an over the top character, but I root I, I I don't have anything against her success at all. Yeah. I actually root for her to succeed. When you, when you, she's already a success to make it out of all that shit, man. Yeah, definitely. I think she grew up in Fourstone for at least eight or nine years. Yeah, after taking care of her siblings, and I mean, it's it's a mess, man. I mean, she bucked the odds to actually make it the way that she made it. So, thumbs up to Tiffany Haddish and congratulations on being the very first. Uh, Black female comedian host of SNL. SNL needs to find some others like Prontissimo. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is. Uh, what's the guy that runs SNL? I was about to say Larry David, but that's not his name. No, no, no. Uh, the Canadian guy. It'll, it'll come to me. Uh, Lauren, Lauren Michaels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He needs to figure that out. Is it damn yeah, yeah. SNL been on 43 or 48? 43 years, 566 Hosts, five hundred and sixty-six hosts. I got a quick uh, uh, something quick to say in regards to comedians. I was talking to a millennial, I guess you'll call these kids the millennials. She got to be about twenty-four, twenty-five. So she asked me my daughter' middle name, and I was like, "Oh, it's Rain." Uh, I I kind of like the name from um I got the name from Richard Pryor's daughter. She was like, "Who's Richard Pryor?" Oh my god! Now that that's <laughs> that's that's. Oh my God! You know what? Ah, Lord, it it makes me think. It, it, it that's almost sacrilege. She <laughs> likes comedy and does not know who Richard Pryor is. A then, uh, one of the Mount Rushmores. He's like a twenty-five-year-old 
white girls did not know who Richard Pryor was. You know, it makes me think. See, I, I, I grew up in a different time, I will admit. I grew up not being from Manhattan. See, Manhattanites always had the option of cable. Brooklynites, believe it or not, we thought we was hip and everything. We didn't get cable until like 98, dude. <laughs> Can you believe that? New York City, Brooklyn, certain parts of Brooklyn. I am not joking. 98. I know because me and my wife were married for at least two years before we got cable. I had direct TV before I had cable because they didn't have the wiring laid down. So I didn't grow up on cable. Even though I could have afforded it, I just didn't grow up on it. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on the local channels. And back then, we're talking 2, 4, 2, 4 5, 7, 9, 11, 13. Oh, yeah. Right? So every Sunday, I would get up, and right before football, Avon and Costello would be on. I'm oh, wondering yeah. how many people under 30 even know the fuck Avon and Costello yeah, is. Yeah, they probably don't. I only know because uh, we have DVDs of them in my house. I mean, like, who would know the Marx Brothers from this generation? Yeah, who the fuck like, would know? Who would like, even know the Marx Brothers or Law and Hardy? It's a Google search, though. I mean, for instance, I like comedy, so I Google comedians, and if I see something I like, I go pick up their album or try to listen to some of their stuff. Mm. I'm from the hood. Awesome. There's no way I should have been listening to, like, uh, Robin Williams, but he was one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, well, I can dig that. I mean, like, you know what? Uh, I grew up in the album era. Oh, yeah. Where comedy was actually on an album. Because we had television that went off at 1 o'clock in the morning. I mean, people can't even imagine that now. I'm talking test padding. Test padding from 1 o'clock to 6 a.m. No fucking... You you could turn to all those channels. Like, after... uh, What's uh, uh, this fucking Fallon show? What's that? The Tonight Show? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then, it used to be Johnny Carson. Yep. We used to have a thing called the Late Late Show. And the Late Late Show went off at one thirty. After that, that shit was like, uh, boom, you hear this for the rest of the night. <laughs> and so everybody from my generation, we if you hung out late, you say you came in from a party or something and it was 2.30 in the morning. Like nowadays people turn on ESPN. Yeah. You know what we had to do? We had to put on albums so we listened to 